your boy Dre says welcome back welcome back welcome back we are on episode five episode five y'all I ain't gonna lie I didn't think I was gonna make it past two <laughs> so episode five is pretty dope for me yo these two weeks be coming up quick I know I mean for some people they'd be like yo what's your next episode like maybe acting like it's been so long for me I'd be like fuck it's been 14 days already uh, well, time to fire up the camera, fire up the uh, microphone. Let's get it popping. Um, so this week, you know, I'm gonna bring to y'all a little something, a little piggybacks off of my last episode. In all honesty, uh, my last episode, I need more than one episode four. Um, if you didn't see it, uh, go back and watch it. I'm not gonna explain it to you on this one because we are on the episode five. But this piggybacks off it. Uh, but this just dives deeper into who I am as a man, um, and we're gonna bring in my astrological sign because. Damn it, man. If that shit doesn't uh, change someone's face when you tell them what sign you are. I never, to be honest, I never thought about it until I got older. When I was younger, it didn't matter what sign I was. Nobody really cared. Girls weren't asking me, you know, what sign you are. I think it's once you get to a certain age, I think women start to look into that more, um, which causes us men to look into it more. We'll never admit that shit but we look into it more. Um, And for me, I was blessed enough to be a cancer. I know every woman watching this right now just went, yo, but I'm not taking that shit. I refuse. Nope. Don't y'all act like us cancer men have been like the worst thing known to mankind. Fuck that. If anything, we're going to be the men that you end up with for the rest of your life. Hold your hold your thoughts on that, because I know you're talking shit under your breath right now, but hold your thoughts on that. When I talk about this, I'm talking from my experience of being a cancer man, from the experience of women that I know that have dated cancer men, from some of the homies that I know that are cancer men. Um, and I'm only speaking from the man's standpoint of it because that's all I can do. And I'm only speaking from my standpoint because that's all I can do. So don't take everything I'm saying as the gospel, but I'm going to give you the breakdown of what I am and how it works out for me. Um, so I want to say the first time I ever like looked into it, um, I remember my ex Katie had a big book. I had to be like 22, 23 years old. She had a big book of like astrological signs. She's like, what are you? And at that point, I'm telling y'all, I didn't I didn't even fucking know to be real with you. I'd never looked into it before, so I had no idea what I was. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, when's your birthday? That's how she used to talk to me. <laughs> cause she would cause I would say shit to, to bug the hell out of her. So she'd be like, When's your birthday? And I'm like, June twenty fifth. So she's like, she's like, I need that. She starts looking through the pages. I remember that shit vaguely. Like or not vaguely, but clearly. She's like, you're a cancer. And I was like, no, okay. Like, to me, it didn't make any sense. Actually, first thing was, what, cancer? What? And she's like, yeah, you're a cancer. And I was like, what? And I look at it, and I'm like, a crab? 
She's like, yeah, you're a water sign. And I was like, fuck does that mean? I had no idea. And she continued to read the book and tell me about it. I paid no attention. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The only thing that I retained from that whole interaction, um, I spent most of the time staring at her, to be honest with you. Um, And I retained that I was a cancer and that it was a crab and it was a water sign. That was it. I never looked deep into it, right? So fast forward to about like 26, 27, you know, I'm just getting over like the going out phase. I'm still going out, but not as crazy as I was before. Um, And I started thinking about like settling down. That's about when I met Candace, I believe. Um, Yeah, Candace was a Scorpio or is a Scorpio. I didn't start looking into astrological science until I met that woman. <laughs> uh, and that was mainly because one of my homegirls was like, well, what sign is she? Oh, it was Gabby. Gabby asked me. If you watch my birthday video, you know who she is. I was in Miami and she said, well, what sign is she? she she's like, she's got you open. I can see that. What sign is she? I, said, I have no fucking idea, Gabby. I don't look into that stuff. She's like, well, when's her birthday? So I tell her, she's like, oh. She's a Scorpio. I said, what? She said, she's a Scorpio. And then I started reading into the shit. (laughs) So I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm in for a treat on this one, right? Uh, And then, you know, I started reading into my own thing. I'll be damned if some of this shit is, like, spot on. And I don't know if it's because you read into it and you put yourself in those situations but I'll keep it a real. I'll keep it real with you. When people ask me now, and they're like, "What sign are you?" I say, "Cancer." I see their face facial reaction, and I instantaneously reply with, "Yes, I am a fucking emotional mess, but I am loyal to a fault." And then they chuckle. Um, and I say that because it's true. I am all over the place. I said it in my last podcast. Um, I don't have one or two love languages. I have multiple. Um, if you are going to be a, a cancer man, you you better be ready for that. Um, and the reason why I say be ready for that, because once you get past all of these little hurdles, and I say they're little hurdles because they don't take long to get past. But once you get past them, you are literally going to get yourself a dedicated, loyal, hardworking man. You're going to get someone who will fight through like armies to save you or to protect you. But you're going to have to go through some shit before you get that man. We are the most loving and caring person when we want to be. When we want our alone time, you ain't got no choice but to give it to us. Because we're not going to ask you for it. We're going to take it. I need this moment. I need these days. Get up off me. Nah, I'm not feeling you right now. But the moment that we're loving, it's like, I want you up underneath me. I want to hold on to you. I want to hold your hand. I want to hug you. I want to kiss you on the cheek for no apparent reason. I'm going to bring you flowers in the middle of the week uh, with no rhyme or reason to it just because I was thinking about you. And I think it's the greatest thing in the world for a woman to be able to receive flowers for a random purpose. Um, 
we're very into detail as well, which which is beneficial for you. Um, we won't forget your favorite color. We won't forget what you like on your meal, the way you want it. If you want salt, you know what I mean? Ketchup, you know, if you don't like onions, if you love tomatoes, if you like pickles, but you don't like the fucking parsley to be on your plate, we won't forget that. That will be ingrained in our head. We will remember what you what you need throughout the year. If you say something like, you know what, I need a pair of red heels. I just got, maybe when I find a pair, we won't forget that. Shit like that is just ingrained in us to remember because it's something that is important to you and something you care about. So, of course, we're going to be on top of this, right? But again, there's going to be those downtimes. There's going to be those times where we have put so much pressure on ourselves to be the man that you need us to be, to be the the brother, to be the son, to be the husband, um, to be the uncle that everyone needs us to be, where it all just comes down to one and beats the shit out of us. And those are the moments where we're not going to need you to pick us back up. We just need you to step back. We need you to allow us to rebuild ourselves internally. I know it's a difficult thing to do, but like I said, that reward at the end is something fucking phenomenal. You can contact any one of my exes you want, and not one of them can tell you that I am a shitty boyfriend. You can contact any of my family members that you want, and none of them will tell you that I won't drop out a dime to come help them if they need me. Have I had to, over the years, step back and let people do things for themselves sometimes? Of course. But if it's dire need, I got them. (laughs) It's ingrained in me to be a provider. Um, It's ingrained in me to be a man for my wife. It's ingrained for me to protect and to look out for women. Yeah, that came from my mom and my sister. But a lot of those emotions and feelings and natural reaction to problems and trying to solve them, that's, I got to believe that's the cancer in me. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, you know what I mean, toot my own horn the whole damn time. Like I said, we got problems. When we want our distance, we want our distance. When we want our affection, we want our affection. Can we be controlling at times? Yeah, but not in that aspect of like, you can't go nowhere, you can't do stuff. But when a man needs to be a man, we kind of want you to step back and let us do that. Listen, by no means am I saying that that's okay. But in the same notion, it can be good. Let me give you a for instance. My younger sister, Erica, I love you to death. She's married to a cancer man. Before they were married, I went down to Georgia to meet them. I remember we went out to a bar. It was a restaurant. We sat down. And it was kind of busy. So I'm sitting here. Her now husband, G, is across the table from me. Erica's off to the right. The waitress comes out, takes our order. 30 minutes go by. I think she came back with like drinks. Nothing else. I'm thinking, whatever. It's a busy night. It's cool. I'm in Atlanta. We chilling. We on like the outdoor patio. Shit, shit's great. Another 30 minutes goes by. 
I'm looking at G. He looking at me. We looking at E. Eric is like, yo, I'm hungry. <laughs> the waitress comes back. And as I'm about to say something, I see G start to react. I sit back. This is the moment where I was like, let me see what kind of man is going to be taking care of my sister. Not knowing at the time he was a cancer as well, right? He lays forward. He goes, hey, um, how about we just get the check for what we got here and then we're going to leave. And she's like, well, your food's almost done. He goes, we've been waiting an hour. How about we get our check so we can leave? The moment that happened, this right here, lit the fuck up. My worries were gone. Not because of the way he handled that moment, because the way he did handle that moment, I knew moments going forward, he was always going to have her. Again, this was before I knew he was a cancer man. Erica didn't stutter. She didn't say, don't worry, don't calm down, none of that. She didn't grab his hand, nothing. She got her her bag. She stood up. I stood up. He stood up. She walked, The lady walked over with the check, paid it, and left. I later on find out he's a cancer man, and I go, that's why I like him. That's why he did that. It's a natural reaction for us, especially when it comes to the women in our life, to protect, to make sure they're good, to never question that. And I keep reiterating that because... There's a lot of men out here that don't do that anymore. I tell my friends who are dating cancer men or who are married to cancer men who complain about the little things that we do because they all come to me. They all go, why do you all do this? Why are y'all like this? Especially the ones that have one already. The ones that are settled down with one. Not you just dating, seeing where things are going. The ones that are married to them, the ones that have been with them for years. I asked him the same question. Is he a good man to you, though? Do those little quirks that you have to deal with outweigh the great shit that he does for you? The way he makes you feel on a regular basis. Does the good outweigh the bad? Every time the answer is yes. So I tell him. Sometimes you got to deal with that shit. Sometimes you got to take that long road to get to the success. Sometimes you got to fight through some fucking wars to get to victory. But at the end of that war, at the end of that long hike, at the end of that long trek, if the pot of gold, if the security, if the love and affection for the rest of your life is standing there, the fuck does all that in the middle mean? Right? Now, I know, especially with my last episode going, people are like, well, who are you to talk about this? You don't even want to settle down with one person. I know, because I'm me. Because I am a cancer man. Because I know what I bring to the table. I know my faults. I know my low points. I know my weaknesses. I also know what makes me great. I also know what I also know what naturally comes to me without even having to try. I also know that 
99.9% of my female friends know that if they called me at 2.30 in the morning and said, I need you to come get me, I'm not okay, that they know I'm going to be there. That's why they call. That's why they don't hesitate. And some men I know are like, Dre, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's not even your girl, da 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 I can't do shit about it, y'all. It's just in me. It's just who I am as a man. Yeah. I disappear at times. I don't want to be talked to. I don't want to be bothered. I like to keep to myself. But again, I ask you, how's that good outweighing the bad? Ain't nobody fucking with a cancer, man. I love you. Peace. I must face a world of strangers where I don't belong. I'm not that strong.